Hello everybody, I hope you're doing well as usual. This video is going to be, rather than an explanation as I usually do, a sort of devotion or an appreciation of this devotion that is born out of this recognition of our true essence. The word worship for me was still tainted for a long time after my spiritual awakening from the notion or the idea that worshiping was something out of zealotry or uh, fanatics, spiritual fanatics, and it just didn't have a click in me because it seemed like something that was blind and that wasn't focused on anything in particular, just on uh, being devoted to, to something that is invisible, obscure, and which we had no idea what it is. And there is the, the fruit of exploring yourself starts to bring this recognition of that which is invisible for sure, that is you. At this point when you realize that that which you are is indescribable, ineffable, uh, unfathomable, the experience of realizing this is just something that humbles you to a point in which everything that you see is sacred, is beautiful, is perfect as it is. So something starts growing in you that I, for a time I didn't want to label it anything, especially because I was afraid of the word worship. I didn't like that word. And that state of devotion that I was sort of neglecting in my own mind that was already present is what can easily describe the state of appreciation. This that is what you realize. You have just come to the experiential realization that what you are is in essence the essence of the universe. So this is, in a way, the, what I feel that every other mystic in the world has always expressed in words that are sort of paradoxical sometimes and obscure, yes, because they, they make no sense to the mind. How can everything be perfect if you need imperfection? right? But there is, this can only be seen from here, from this point of knowing, yes, everything is safe, everything is beautiful, nothing is really happening to the sacredness of reality. That's what we mean when nothing really is happening. Experience is always happening, that is undeniable. Experience is reality, but what we think with our egos that is happening is not you see that what is that's what's meant by saying nothing really is happening from that point of view from this point of view everything is happening and it is as real as anything else and so this devotion that starts inevitably coming up as an appreciation we call gratitude this as well because it is a 
a sense of uh, appreciation that brings up gratitude in you, that makes you feel grateful for everything that has been your life, is right now, and will continue to be until the point that it isn't, because everything is contained within this marvelous, beautiful being that we realize we are, in which everything emanates, and which, with which everything is permeated by. Again, this is a very poor attempt from my part to speak about this which I call the collapse of duality, which is that integration which takes time and it's supposed to take time. In fact, it's supposed to take forever because in essence there is no time. And so it's going to be present more often in your life the more you bring it in. And so the beautiful dynamic that continues to happen in this collapse of duality is that through knowing, through pure, absolute, personal, individual, subjective, uh, independent knowing is where this idea of the ego stops having a pull on you these emotional reactivities and everything else that we have been living as stops having reality. As a result, there is no nothing that remains. That can be. There is no nothing. There is always something. And that something is the whole. That is what starts revealing itself, which doesn't require any sort of intellectual approach to it. It doesn't require any mental activity to be appreciated. In fact, it, it is revealed that it is what has always been there and will continue to be because it doesn't require anything to simply be. It just is of itself. So this, this is a much different knowledge that we have been accustomed to, which is the mental knowledge of things, requiring always separation and division, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just what we use poetically to describe reality. It is the language of the poet to divide and separate knowing that it cannot really be separated but we can do it for the purpose of description and teaching and philosophy in general love of knowledge or love of wisdom same thing philo sophi sophia is knowledge or wisdom philo is love love for knowledge that is what philosophy is is the love of knowing individual knowing and so this beautiful flowering of awakening which is the simple knowing of who you are is something that for the thinking mind usually becomes as a question saying how long is it going to take me to get there um, and the answer is none no time at all um, what does reveal as a sort of work or something to be eroded by this knowledge is that's that which we think we have been, 
which still has a uh, an inertia we call it karma it has an inertia it is karma that is still with us and it needs to be eroded by this or dissolved by it we should call it just like shadows are um, are receded or they exist only in the absence of light and so as light is being uh, shine on whatever it is that our life is whatever our nature is our woods our forest is internal forest it needs that light of the Sun which is pure consciousness so this is the type of feeling rather it's not a uh, it's nothing in particular it's just a feeling it's a it's a knowing of what reality is and you as an inextricable part of it there is something so beautiful of this integration to life because that is the word that we're looking for it's about it is about integrating the realization of who you are and it brings me to the the point of how in the past for example in the pyramids uh, as we know by Ra these pyramids were created for a sort of sudden awakening it was um, it was a moment in which through the processes of different parts of the pyramid people would have a sudden enlightenment or awakening and I can see why this didn't work out to be the way it was intended because as we know awakening is not something that can be instilled in somebody even though the conditions for the physical and mental uh, complexes can be created uh, the environment can be created for this to be we, we're seeing this a lot with psychedelics now uh, and has always been the case or and in theogens which really are what they're supposed to be they are substances that the word entheogen means into God something that generates an integration into God something similar was in the pyramids but there was a need for integration that's why there were other pyramids in which there was study and for the integration of this knowledge for uh, you could call them temples if you will in which you go and integrate yourself and that's precisely what this is about this is the approach of meditation as a source of integrating yourself back into reality because the knowledge of who you are this collapse of duality is an integration of that which you are essentially which is the essence of everything which we call sunyata or nothingness and so on the void I like the word that Ra uses which is plenum means abundance uh, plenty is our source word for plenty and so this plenum is this this is the integration of life there is no need to become uh, a hermit or escape from reality because somehow that's what 
others other mystics have done in the past that's still the mind working its own way of saying ah i have been integrating myself into the real spirituality there is no real spirituality because there is nothing unreal there is just this and whatever it is that is your ecosystem that is your life that is your forest so this integration takes time because again we have been conditioned in our minds to be something that we're not and the idea of this integration into life is that this recognition takes precedence always in every single action that we be can become aware of because that is the challenge to become aware of everything that is happening everything as it is to become aware of just as it is without judgment just as it is and if there is a judgment that naturally comes up to us then we have the tools for that already we know how to approach that and it's to become aware of it simple as that just become aware of the judgment but what am i to do am i to judge my judgment <laughs> if you do then become aware of the judgment that is generated by the judgment you see so all of this will take time and this is what the process of collapsing this duality and everything else we have the recognition already it's not a tool it's not a mechanism it's not a, a practice it's just a simple recognition this is what it is everything that I am aware of is awareness itself that is the process of integration if I can put it one way and it is to continuously merge with whatever it is that is happening and whatever it is that it, it is without the need to be putting something so we can make it a reality we can make up things we can describe we can uh, define things uh, the way we want it but we know it's poetically it's not real poetry is never to be taken serious or uh, academic it's it's poetry it's just a way of uh, we know it's nonsense but we know it's nonsense and yet it's beautiful that's the purpose of the intellect that's what we do when we get lost in it is where we start to get trouble because we start getting too rigid about our assumptions of what really is that this is a tree this is a tree because this book says it and so on and while we're discussing what kind of tree it is and what kind of uh, things it has inside and what it doesn't and if it's made of out of atoms or atoms don't exist and so on there are children playing around the tree and uh, you know there's people just marveling at the tree and we're missing all of that so that is the part of collapsing duality, knowing simply that, no, it can't be described, it can only be appreciated. But if we decide to describe it, then it becomes art, it becomes poetry, it becomes uh, beauty. It doesn't have to become something that is rigid. and It just takes away all the fun from it. Life is supposed to be fun. We forgot about that, didn't we? Life is supposed to be about creating, about sharing, about loving. We forgot about all of that, haven't we? So this, uh, this is a reminder. It's an inner, deep, profound reminder of what you truly are, which is this. This is everything is full of life because it is you you are alive and just like you're alive everything is alive from the same essence so again this video 
as much as I would want it to be a description of something that happens once you get into this inner path, it's just at, at best a description, very poor description of the devotion that arises in you when you start living from here, when you start accepting who you are. And accepting who you are is not as an individual because you realize that you're not an individual. Accepting who you are is accepting the world as it is because that's what you are. When you get to know yourself as the first step, you dissolve everything that is independent, individual. Everything that is separate that you consider yourself to be. And so there is just this surrender to, to everything. And as you surrender to everything, you realize this is, this is what I am. What I am is all of this, as it is changing, as it is transforming, evolving, and so on. This is what life is about. This is what my life is about. It's a, just only a tiny, tiny little window in which awareness is seeing itself in such a beautiful way. And that is the devotion that starts to come out as inevitable, like I said. I stress again that I was, I was cautious about that word, worship. Just had a, a taint in it. It was uh, tarnished by my previous experiences. But as I let go of my previous experiences as something that dictated my life, Worship became just simply the recognition of what I was already feeling. Out of all of this integration into saying, I cannot deny that what I see is awareness and that awareness is me. It's just a reflection of who I am. The good and the bad things, they're all reflections of who I am. And when I look at them, they're not even good or bad. They're just simply are. They are what they are. No judgment there because you recognize that there is no real judgment from within you. It's only a, a masquerade. It's a phantasmagoria that has been created and reinforced over time. And that does take time to gradually see dissipate, but there is no stress. There is no rush to see it dissipated because you're there. You're always there. You never have been other place, but just here and now. I hope this video was helpful in the direction that I wanted to make it, which was of knowing that this is an inevitable process that will be recognized by all of us at some, a certain point. And um, it, is, it is a beautiful byproduct, I should say. It's a byproduct, unintended byproduct of wanting to get out of this suffering that we call life or that we call our life and we think it's happening and we think it's real and so we seek this spiritual journey to alleviate it and in the end it becomes a, an unintended byproduct to become this worshipper of life, worshipper of the universe or the creator no matter where you look you're going to worship it because that's what it's all about love is everything that exists because everything that we do is born out of desire desire to do it and that's love it's inevitable
from that point you can even respect anybody who is doing anything that can be questionable because they're doing it out of love and we don't know we have no judgment about it we have no idea what it is it's just simply happening we only know our reaction to it we only know our commitment or lack of commitment to whatever it is that somebody might be doing so much to talk about this but this is all I wanted to share again I appreciate you be interested in these topics and of course listening to me ramble um, hope you're having a good day or a good night and as always I'll see you in the next video